that has been affecting all of us across the nation, the coronavirus. We have on our show tonight our very own Miss Winifred Robinson. She's a registered nurse with a bachelor's degree in nursing. Welcome to the show, Wendy. Hello, thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. We're so excited to have you on the show tonight. And I know the topic that we'll be discussing tonight, everybody is listening. Everybody is wanting to know what's going on, and maybe, you know, from a professional standpoint, we would like to hear from you guys, those of you who are on the front line, who's seeing this thing firsthand, and so we welcome you, welcome you to the show tonight, and just want to first just get a little background about you. How long have you been in nursing? Um, I've been in nursing for a little bit over 20 years, maybe about 23, 24 years. Um, I started out as an LPN back in 1996. Uh, I went back to school in 2002 and received my associate degree in um, nursing. And then just last year, I went back and I received my bachelor's degree. Okay, sounds very impressive. And um, so... So I understand that uh, recently you became a travel nurse, and that's that's what actually took you to uh, Los Angeles. Is that correct? Yes, correct. I started uh, traveling in last year of September. I started out in Oakland, and then in January I went to Los Angeles. And so when you got to Los Angeles, that was the the uh, first uh, of you hearing about of the coronavirus, or were you expecting to? Uh, to have that be some of the things you had to encounter when you got there? Oh, no. Uh, the coronavirus didn't hit uh, Los Angeles, I think, until like the mid of February, if I'm not mistaken. So, of course, when I went in January, there was no talk of the coronavirus. We were just going to go work, have a good time, and enjoy California. But, of course, the COVID came around the mid of February, so that cut everything out. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine that. I guess you was wanting, uh, longing for Louisiana at that particular time, huh? Uh, oh, most definitely, most <laughs> definitely. But lo and behold, we came home March the 6th. There was no coronavirus here in Louisiana. Went back to California, and I think uh, the coronavirus hit Louisiana like March the 9th, a 10th, somewhere around there. <laughs> yes, and that, that that's kind of what's amazing to me is how fast it spread and uh, just like a wildfire so can you kind of you know just kind of um is that something that's amazing how fast uh, a virus like that could travel yes and i think that's the um the mysterious part about the coronavirus is how fast it spread it um and as we all heard that it started in china 
in China and then spread over the entire world globally, that is just so amazing. Yeah. And, and my thing is that, uh, and one of the uh, most important things to really discuss during this time is the fact that a lot of people are saying that it's a hoax. So, I mean, when you're talking about people locally passing from it, I mean, multiple people in, in, in families, there is no way to consider that a hoax. So why would, why do you think people would think that it's a hoax? talking about local pastors and and then and, and I can even see if it's one person in the family but when you have a mother and a father and then maybe the the children are, are diagnosed as well with it I mean how could you consider that a hoax that that that's one of the things to consider and then uh, the uh, where it originated from where it came from uh, a lot of people are saying that it came from uh, the government themselves and and to me, it really doesn't matter if if you can take precaution and prevent it from spreading. I mean, as far as 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 far as as saying, well, they did it, so let's not let's not put on our mask. They did it, so let's not let's not stay at home. They did it, so let's not. So I I don't think that's an excuse not to take precaution. Do you agree? I agree. When I say hit home, I mean hit in your home. It, you know, somebody in your close immediate family. Because, and I, I, I thought about this, and you know how you hear things that happen in another state, or for instance, we're here in Bolger, and something happened in Monroe, you know, we don't really take it so serious right. until it happens to someone personally we know. And so that's my feeling, is that maybe these people that are not taking precautions, Precautions, excuse me, are not taking this seriously because they don't know anyone that has been directly affected themselves by it. And that's the only thing I can come up with because it's all over the news, it's every channel, every social media, nothing but COVID. And for you to still see people out just like nothing's going on, I mean, I don't, I don't know what that's about, but it's just craziness, really. Yeah, yeah, and 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 some people, and actually. What I'm about to say, I would I would understand. Some people are are thinking, well, you know, you you, you got to die from some something, so why not uh, just go ahead and live your life? But the thing about it is, it's not just your life to consider. You know, consider somebody else's life, even if you're not careful about your own. And uh, so that that that's my thing is considering other people by by covering up by not just running wild. Uh, one of the things also that I wanted to address was that they're, you know, they're saying that it it has been directed towards one particular race or a particular race in general because uh, that particular race are dying more alarmingly at a you know at a higher rate than the other 
race. Do you do you think there is a virus that can be directed directly towards a particular race? Well, when that was mentioned, you know, it kind of broke the feathers among a lot of us. And uh, because of the uh, underlying conditions that, that it affected most, if you really think about it, African Americans were affected mostly by hypertension, heart diseases, and things like that. So that's the only thing I can come up with that related it to that. You know, yes, you do have other races with those underlying conditions, but yet still the African-American population, you know, has it a little bit more. Right. Um, and because, uh, you know, uh, many people don't have the advantage of health care, insurance, and things like that. So, you know, or either, you know, medical knowledge. Uh, itself of how to take care of yourself and how to take precautions and things like that. I think that has a big part in it as well. Yeah, I think I think that's true. I think that's that's uh, greatly true. I uh, and you know and I can't uh, name anyone, of course, but I overheard a conversation of some providers, you know, saying that you know this was it it was di- not directed, but it has affected. Uh, particular people that are obese too as well and then of course those that have underlying uh, medical conditions and so uh, and then they seem to be just to me just overhearing them seem to be just as alarmed at what's happening as the rest of us that's what I've heard you know from some providers and does that seem to be maybe uh, coming from the providers or the doctors that you've worked with, that they are just as alarmed as what's, at what's happening as we are? Yes, and uh, speaking of that, that's kind of really, and I wouldn't say made me afraid, but made me take extra precautions because a lot of times you don't see doctors get baffled about certain things uh, in the hospital. We don't see them, you know, dressing in PPE for all types of uh, precautions, so to speak. But when I started to see the doctors walk in with masks and gloves and gowns and things like that, it really made me, you know, second guess this. Wait a minute, this is really true. You know, because a lot of times we don't really, you know, think things are real. But when you start to see the healthcare providers, the physicians, you know, masked up, it's serious. It's serious because they don't really do all that, you know, unless it's something really major. But when you walk through the door of the hospital with it on, it's time to, it's a wake-up call. Right, right. I think so. And and I and just I understand um, being socially disconnected from your family and friends. And I have a mother that's that actually is a nurse in a nursing facility herself. And um, when they said I couldn't see my mom, you know, I wanted to do that. However, the the first uh, thing we have to do is protect each other. And if I have to protect her by by staying away and just c- talking to her on the phone, that's what needs to be done. I mean, so and uh, so, and I and I understand, you know, a lot of people are, you know, just saying, why can't we just get together? So, you know, there's absolutely nothing wrong with staying apart to protect each other until until it's safe or safe enough for us to come out. And so now. A lot of people are saying, unlift the restrictions, let us out, let us go. And so do, how, how serious do you think that's going to be once we actually go out?
Right. So that means that there are a lot of people out there walking around with it because you could be asymptomatic with no symptoms whatsoever, no fever, no headache, no nothing. You know. So just imagine how many people are walking around with this virus and you unmask, you unglove, and then where are we at? Back at square one. Right. And then you go back home to your your mother and go back home to your family and friends and uh, and and they don't know you have it and 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 there they they have it and it's it's affecting them worse than it, it has you and so and I think that's what people don't understand that they could be asymptomatic and not have any symptoms and spread it. situation where 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 they can't tell us what to do <laughs> you know what i'm saying so exactly exactly and a lot and i've heard this a lot oh i got faith in god you know i don't need my mask and i've seen this posted on social media uh, a couple of days ago i trust god i wear my seatbelt right i trust god but i put on a helmet you know i trust god but i still take my medicines that are prescribed right I talking biblical things God gave us instructions he consistently gave us instructions throughout the word so and and those instructions you know were stay in even uh, flee run you know (laughs) cover yourself your time is right your time is not now (laughs) you know those things so right Still give a shout out to those persons, especially 
on the front line like you and, and, and other doctors and providers and healthcare workers that can't stay home. And then you still have pastors who are burying people who can't stay home. You have, you know, you have people who still are putting themselves on the line because, because of their, their title, their job title, their role, and they have to. You know what I'm saying? So we, we're not speaking to those persons who, are, who know the risk that they're taking and they have to take it anyway. We're talking to those who, who know the risk and they don't have to take. You don't have to go get your, your hair cut or your, your nails done. I mean, those are things that you can put off. I mean, it's just not important, you know, uh, to save a life, yours and, and, and the person next to you. That, that's who we're, we're speaking of. Oh, most definitely. And if, if we think about it, you know, we're wasting, uh, we're causing those healthcare providers to do everything in vain with wearing them PPEs and trying to protect themselves as well as their family and others. Because if they're going to wear the protective equipment and then come around the people that are not, what's the purpose? Right. Or how would you feel if that healthcare worker was taking care of that patient that was had COVID-19 but come mm -hmm. out into the population? It's the same thing is that individual not wearing a mask or gloves. Right. Yeah, I was at the local Walmart and I it, it was just it was just alarming how how packed it was and how many people did not have on masks. You know, so it was just like I mean it was just they were just walking around like this was just everyday normal. <laughs> you know? So yeah. But we, listen, we're gonna just take just a, a small pause and we're going to uh, bring on a song. It's on the LP called The Lady of Southern Soul, Just Like a Woman. And this song was written by uh, uh, Tanji Imani. And she um, actually is the wife of uh, Ronald Johnson of Slack Productions. And this song is entitled Just Like a Woman. And we're going to bring Miss Robinson back on in a few minutes after the song and finish this up. She's going to give us some tips that'll help us stay safe during this time, just like a woman.
today to help this situation and and welcome again uh, Miss Robinson thank you for being on the show and uh, and just go ahead and, and can you just share some tips with us on uh, some things that we can still do continue to do and and not slack up even after they open up the city some things that we can still continue to do that can help the uh, the spread of this virus Uh, 
city has opened up, but we still want to keep in mind that there may be a second wave, and we don't want things to get worse than what they are. Right, right. Yeah, and those are good tips to follow. And um, so, uh, so uh, have you have you any plans to uh, travel any any more soon to uh, go and assist in other areas, or are you just staying close to home? Well, right now I'm staying close to home. Um, I have an opportunity coming up in June, and if uh, it doesn't come through, then I may be back on the road by July, and I think it'll be a little bit safer then. (laughs) (laughs) I understand. Well, we definitely appreciate uh, how you contributed to the community and and all of the doctors and providers, healthcare workers, any form, janitors, any form where you're assisting and you have to go out and, uh, and, and you can't stay at home. We want to thank all of you who, who have uh, been on the front line. You, have, you are to us and to me definitely are our heroes. And we thank you. We thank you again for being on the show. Uh, maybe one day you can come back and uh, we can have uh, a live feed where they can ask you some questions and uh, and assist with uh, some other things coming up in the future. Is that okay? Yes, ma'am. Thanks, All right. Thank you so much for being on the show. Was there any last thing you would like to say? Any shout outs? You can, you can have your say. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, and have a good night, and thank you for listening to Sweet Tuesday with Sweet Tea. Until next Tuesday, see you then. Good night.